Hello, it's Tax Credit Tuesday. I'm Michael Novogratik, and this is the Novogratik Report on Tax Credits, a weekly podcast dedicated to affordable housing, community development, and renewable energy issues. This week, Congress is in session, and there's considerable housing-related legislative activity afoot. You may recall from last week's podcast that we planned in this week's installment to discuss the findings of a national review of green building criteria for LHTC projects. In the interest of time, that discussion has been postponed until next week's podcast. This week, we will discuss the status of low-income housing tax credit, energy, and new markets tax credit legislation, as well as the status of Treasury regulations for the new market tax credit and LHTC programs. Our first topic this week is the status of housing, energy, and NMTC legislation. Congress returned from recess last week and immediately began work on a housing stimulus package called the Foreclosure Prevention Act of 2008. Supporters of the measure say it will lessen the economic strain that is a result of the subprime mortgage crisis that is royal the financial markets. As introduced, the bill contains a $10 billion temporary housing bond cap increase. State housing agencies would be able to use these bonds for home mortgage refinancing, loans for first-time home buyers, and to help produce multifamily rental housing. The bill was considered last week on the Senate floor, and debate is expected to continue this week. Supporters of affordable housing including the Housing Advisory Group and the Affordable Housing Tax Credit Coalition, have been working with legislators to include provisions of the Affordable Housing Investment Act of 2008 as an amendment to the housing stimulus legislation. Although the bill was officially open for amendment on the floor, reports from the Hill indicate that the Senate leadership strongly discouraged amendments. At the time of this recording, the Affordable Housing Investment Act was not yet included in the Senate package. However, there is still hope that at least some of the housing tax credit provisions can be included in a manager's amendment that may be offered by Senate Banking Committee Chairman Christopher Dodd of Connecticut. The Senate bill's total cost without amendments is estimated at roughly $15 billion. But at this time, Senate leaders are treating the bill as emergency legislation and as such are not requiring its costs to be offset. The Senate will continue voting on their bill today and are expected to complete their bill this week. Meanwhile, in the House of Representatives, costs may play a key role in determining what that body's housing stimulus package will include. Insiders suggest that the long-awaited and much-anticipated LHTC modernization provisions will be the centerpiece of the housing stimulus legislation to be considered in the House. It is expected that the House version of the housing stimulus bill will be introduced today. That proposal will include the LHTC and bond modernization package that the affordable housing community has been working toward for more than a year. Markup on this bill is expected to take place tomorrow, April 9th. The House proposal is expected to contain a $10 billion temporary housing bond cap increase, also a temporary increase in the LHTC cap and permanent AMT exemption for housing bonds and LHTCs. In a contrast to their colleagues in the Senate, leaders in the House are committed to offsetting the cost of a housing stimulus package that would limit the size and number of provisions that can be included. Housing advocates remain encouraged, however, because in addition to Congressman Rangel, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi has expressed a desire to include the entire modernization package in the House version of the stimulus bill. It is expected that the tax revenue-raising offsets for the House bill will principally come from a cost-basis reporting rule for securities, whereby securities houses will be required to track and report to the IRS a taxpayer's stock basis in securities when they're sold. 
We will continue to closely monitor this legislation and keep you informed online at www.taxcredithousing.com. We will also send breaking news emails as appropriate. We also encourage you to join us on May 15th and 16th for the Credit and Bond Financing Conference in New Orleans, where we will provide an update on this and other housing issues. We expect this housing stimulus package to pass Congress before our conference, so the May 15th and 16th conference will be an excellent chance to learn the details of the new law and how it can help you build, invest in, and operate affordable housing. If you haven't already signed up, you can register online at www.novaco.com by sending an email to events at novaco.com or by calling us at 415-356-7970. Also in Congress last week, Senators Maria Cantwell of Washington and Senator John Ensign of Nevada became champions of renewable energy tax credits when they introduced a tax bill that would extend a renewable energy production tax credit for one year and extend and modify the solar energy and fuel cell investment tax credit. The bill represents another attempt to secure passage of extensions for renewable energy tax credits that expire at the end of this year. Senator Ensign made a passionate plea to his fellow senators on the Senate floor to extend these credits now. That way you would avoid the inevitable delays in energy investment that will result if the much-anticipated and expected extension of these energy tax credits is delayed until the fall. The House previously passed an $18 billion tax bill in February that would have offset the cost of extending the renewable energy tax credits and other provisions by repealing current tax incentives for oil and gas companies. This pay-for proposal essentially stalled the measure in the face of Senate and presidential opposition. Earlier this year, Senator Cantwell spearheaded efforts to include the energy tax incentives in the economic stimulus package. While the incentives were included in the Senate Finance Committee package, it fell one vote short of passage in the final economic stimulus bill. This new measure was presented to the full Senate without pay-fors. It appears that without pay-fors, the bill will likely be attached to another legislative vehicle. We encourage you to join us May 1st and 2nd in San Francisco for our Renewable Energy Tax Credit Conference. To learn how the renewable energy industry can help support efforts to extend tax credits for renewable energy. You can see what other topics are on the agenda by visiting our website at www.novoco.com and clicking on events at the top of the page. On the New Market Tax Credit front, The NMTC Coalition continues to urge prompt extension and expansion of the New Market Tax Credit. Last year, more than 200 CDEs, investors, professionals, and others signed a coalition-drafted letter urging the extension of the NMTC. Despite some progress, the extension did not pass, so the coalition is again urging Congress to pass legislation that would extend the New Market Tax Credit through 2010 and includes $4.5 billion in annual credit authority. Meanwhile, an extension of the New Market Tax Credit has been included in an economic proposal made as part of the presidential campaign of Senator Hillary Clinton. In Pittsburgh, Senator Clinton of New York announced a policy initiative that would eliminate tax incentives for companies that outsource jobs and use the savings to encourage U.S. companies to create or, quote, insource jobs here in the United States. This proposal would provide $7 billion per year in new tax benefits and investments to help companies create jobs. Clinton made the announcement at an economic summit hosted by the campaign that focused on, quote, jobs for the 21st century. On her presidential campaign website, Senator Clinton says the new credit will build off the success of the New Market Tax Credit program. 
The site says, and I quote, while the NMTC has played a crucial role in bringing investment and job growth to poor and underserved areas, many communities impacted by globalization have acute needs, requiring large and fast-acting infusions of capital to diversify and modernize in the wake of job losses and unemployment. End quote. In addition to reauthorizing the NMTC, Senator Clinton proposes creating a new $5 billion credit to be known as the Insourcing Markets Tax Credit, or IMTC. This tax credit would be dedicated to communities impacted by global competition, trade, and technological change. The Secretary of Treasury, in consultation with the Secretary of Labor and Commerce, would determine eligible trade-impacted communities using relevant economic data and workforce data. Under this proposal, Treasury would require the community development groups selected to solicit private IMTC investors to put particular emphasis on projects that bring in new industries and companies into these communities, as well as create high-quality, long-term employment. Eligibility for IMTCs would also be expanded to small business investment corporations, or SBICs, that have expertise in trade-impacted industries such as manufacturing. Stay tuned to future podcasts to learn if this proposal could become a reality. Now let's turn our attention to the status of Treasury regulation projects for the New Market Tax Credit and LIHTC programs. In previous podcasts, we discussed an open regulation project at the Treasury Department involving the New Market Tax Credit. The NMTC Working Group, a group organized by Novograd and Company, has previously submitted numerous letters to the Treasury Department suggesting ways to improve the operation of these regulations. The Treasury Department is expected to issue revised proposed regulations by June 30th. The comments that Novograd and Company help organize can be found on the Novograd and Market Tax Credit website. In recent months, the NMTC Working Group collected additional comments on the regulations from community development professionals, and this week we will submit a follow-up letter with suggestions for guidance that we think will help clarify and eliminate confusion related to current questions about the NMTC program. These issues include guidance on redemption, reinvestment rules, substantially all, safe harbor calculations, aggregation of QEIs, and partnership allocations, and even more. As mentioned above, copies of previous NMTC Working Group letters and more information about the group can be found online at www.nmtcworkinggroup.com. The Working Group holds monthly conference calls to discuss NMTC regulatory issues and meets during the year at the three Novograd and Company LLP annual national NMTC conferences. Our next national NMTC conference will be held in Washington, D.C. on June 12th and 13th. I encourage you to join us. We expect to have Congressman Phil English and Senator Gordon Smith as keynote speakers. The Treasury Department is also scheduled to publish final regulations on two LHTC issues soon. Final qualified contract regulations and final regulations on utility allowance calculations are expected this spring, most notably by June 30th. More information on the proposed regulations is available online at www.taxcredithousing.com by clicking on the Hot Topics button on the News menu. Well, that brings us to the end of this week's report. Please join us again next Tuesday when we'll again provide a federal legislative update. With the House markup of its tax bill expected tomorrow, April 9th, we expect to be able to provide a fairly detailed update. We also should be able to provide more details on the housing stimulus bill that is expected to pass the Senate this week. We will also discuss the impact that the recently released HUD 
area median gross income numbers as having an underwriting LHTC properties. Last year, we released a report entitled The Effect of HUD's Revised Income Calculations on Housing Tax Credit Properties. We're currently updating that report based on the updated 2008 data, and there are some notable surprises. Finally, we'll discuss the findings of a national review of green building criteria for LHTC projects. This discussion was postponed from this week to next week's podcast. In the meantime, to learn more about our firm, please visit our website at www.novaco.com or send us an email at cpas.novaco.com. We encourage you to send us emails. We always enjoy hearing from you. This is Michael Novogratik, and I'll be back next Tuesday. Thanks for listening.